Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Sweaters on. It is sweaters <laughs> on, um, wool socks on. Yes. Heated blankets turned on. Yes. We might be getting a little overheated at this point. Maybe we're moving <laughs> a layer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's too many layers. <laughs> we don't want to fucking sweat this out. This is not yeah. what we're going for. <laughs> Gonna be we don't have just something. a very toasty honey baked ham in there. You know. With all oh those fuck me. <laughs> God. The ungodly things I would do for a honey baked ham right now. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> um, anyways, hello. Welcome to the space. Um, yeah. Hope that you are craving honey baked ham on this Monday morning when you are listening to this. As you should. As anyone should. As on a you Monday should. Morning. <laughs> as, as, as God intended. Uh, yeah. Cody, how are you? I'm doing okay. I have been transfixed and delighted by. A very the honey big ham agenda by by, by, by big ham <laughs> <laughs> industries. If there's one thing I know about you, it is about the big meat industry. For yeah, sure. that you yeah. have to spread. Right, famously a vegetarian who just plays <laughs> on the gospel of the meat, big meat, and big ham it's, specifically. Yep, it's how it's the fucking Halloween store. It's Home Depot right. and that. Yes fucking hot dog stand within yes. there just spreading the gospel of big meat spreading the gospel um no i have been transfixed and delighted by one of my favorite kinds of like internet mysteries and Please. if you can see in my doc in, in our doc sorry excuse me excuse <laughs> you wow <I'm> sorry <laughs> um, wow <laughs> you may recognize this image do you recognize this image i do okay. i do so for listeners at home, it is an image you all have probably seen in your life on the internet. Um, and it is from ClickHole. And it's heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a great point. <laughs> and it's just it's like It's a tragic this, tale. It's a tragic tale. And this dude's face is everywhere and has been attached to it. Similar to like Reductress and all those people that are like stock models and stuff. Just that becomes the hit, you know? Right. But, Fucking every murder on Criminal Minds. Right. Just exactly. that guy. <laughs> that guy. Like, you can picture him, right? Right. Um, but someone, Cameron Wilson, oh. tracked down this man and found him. Finally. Finally. This is what People I People have been clamoring. This is the things that I love, but I'm like, <laughs> weird, little, like, inconsequential internet celebrities that aren't celebrities, but you just see their face all the time. Who right. are they? right who are what's their story what's their story and so this dude cameron went through like worked on this for months and like was just like going through like metadata and like downloading every version of this image he could find and trace it back talking to click hole and could not find anything until one day he gets like he like finds this photo on like a niche like uh indian site and he like downloads it and has all the metadata in it, which he's never been able to find before. He finds oh the God. photographer, DMs him on Instagram, and it's this dude um, in where is it? I think it's 
Was it him Barcelona. the whole time? No, no, no. The call it's, came from inside right. the house. He just so forgot. It's a photographer from Barcelona, and he's like, I, and he just like doesn't understand what he's asking for and why what the deal is, and he just kind of gets nowhere with him, and he's like, okay, this dude Cameron is like, let me just like peruse this guy's Instagram account, see if this guy like there are photos of him on there, whatever. Turns out right. he's a friend of this photographer, and is like has <gasps> him in photos on there, and he finds his account, DMs him, and has this like very like back and forth like this guy is speaking spanish and he's like using google translate to be like can we i just need to who are you and like what your story is and do you even know you're a meme and he doesn't know he has no he doesn't know he has no clue he's just like some random guy in barcelona that got his picture taken by this photographer dude and it got uploaded to like a stock website that clickhole had access to right and has no clue that this is, oh, like, a my huge God. thing. And, like, the whole time he's just like, I don't know what you're asking of me. I think this is kind of silly. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Goodbye. And that's kind of the extent of it. But it's just beautiful that that Holy happened. shit. And he doesn't even know. He has no clue. I mean, he does know. Well, but, like, he barely even, like, you know, it's not affecting his life at all. Holy shit. So, yeah. first of all, Cameron mm-hmm. Wilson... A true Scorpio. Yeah. I don't know this mystery. But, like, just fully down to clown and is like, I'm going to figure out every part of this mystery. I'm going to connect all the red strings. So, yes. amazing, first of all. How do you tell someone who is just a, a, just a fucking regular Joe? Yeah. Not a Joe Goldberg, obviously. Yeah. But just a fucking non-homicidal, well, maybe, uh, <laughs> Joe, who's like, hey, so for the past, like, decade or something – um, every teenager had your meme stored in a fucking folder. Yeah. Of, like, memes on their laptop. Like, you were in so many, like, desktop folders across yeah. the world, you know? And millions of people have seen your face, not just on the internet, but, like, when they went to fucking the Genius Bar to fix someone's laptop and they were like, oh, sorry, that's my meme folder. Yeah. Here's this face. Like... And this dude just had no idea. He was just living his life. And he's like, what do you, why are you DMing me in yeah. shitty Google Translate? Right. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh it's, my God. It's wild. And also something interesting that's brought up too is that apparently there's a divide on whether or not the guy in the photo is the worst person you know that made a great point or the person that heard the worst person he knew made a great point. Apparently there's, <gasps> that's divisive. Whoa. I, I always thought it was that he was the worst person. I thought so, too. But apparently a lot of people think that he heard the worst person he knew made a great point, And that was his reaction. And that's why he looks like he was in fucking Nickelback and he was right. like staring at the sun. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, my God. Damn it. And you can't even ask the original guy, like, what was in your head when you took this photo. Because it was totally something he for totally something care. different. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't even, he's not even getting paid. This just got no. fucking uploaded onto a fucking. <sighs> I know. I, I know. This matters so much to me. <laughs> and it doesn't even matter to this guy. I know. I mean, it matters to Cameron, but it doesn't matter to Joe Schmo. Right. It's so tragic. Oh my God. But also kind of beautiful that someone can be like that recognizable and just be like some regular dude who was blissfully unaware of his likeness. <sighs> being used 
like day yeah. after day in that same can way. you imagine being that offline because i really cannot <laughs> god what what a dream <laughs> truly oh man just I've vibing in so barcelona people... just chilling out god fuck i've seen so many people wearing out that ridiculous red flag meme going on right now oh it's awful and yeah it's it's the worst thing and probably by monday it won't even people will be like what are you talking about right um <laughs> but so many i've seen quite a few people using that as like oh i'm not on twitter like oh i'm not online and to me that is the biggest green flag oh god it's it's a huge green flag <laughs> it is because it's like oh god what it must be to like not have to- worms for brains Yes, to made up of one brains out and like <laughs> like all fighting each other. So many yes. two just silly wolves fighting each other over useless stuff all the time. To, to not feel like SpongeBob going into Sandy's house that one time and he's just like drying out because he yeah. won't ask Sandy for water. <laughs> Literally, God fuck. Anyways, damn, what a life. She anyway, just be so Joe Schmo and that's Barcelona. my fun internet investigation that i stumbled upon today truly um, like actual current events yeah thank so you news breaking the news right here <laughs> um how are you doing my friend oh man i'm i'm doing all right i got fucking i feel like a fucking tiktok influencer right now i just <laughs> i got a a new sweater and a new pair of joggers from okay. target because they were on clearance hello but they're, I didn't realize this when I bought them because my phone's always on dark mode, but they're uh-huh. a matching set. And they're okay, soft glamour. as fuck. And I feel like I could go, I don't know, plank on something and I'd be like super <laughs> famous right now. Anyways, um, I'm doing okay. I recently got back into coloring digitally on my iPad. Ooh, very fun. Um, and just as a way to, you know, like reduce the worms that I have in my brain. Yeah. And pretend like, oh, I'm I'm using my technology, but I'm like not on social media right now. Yeah. <laughs> um and so the coloring app I've been using is called this is not sponsored, but hey, give me money. Hello. Um it's called Lake and it's okay. this wild pairing where like I love to use my iPad to color cuz I'm five but i can't be trusted with markers and paper um (laughs) because i'll drop them everywhere so my ipad works great but it's called lake and it has all these like digital coloring pages but it has my favorite thing where it um you like when you open it it says like hey what's your mood right now oh enter your mood and it makes a color palette based on your mood I know. And then it gives you the coloring pages. And so you can like look back and be that like, oh. so fun. It's honestly fucked up and I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it reminds You can really psychoanalyze yourself. With truly, I'm just going to like send these photos. I'm like, I'm just going to share it with my therapist and give it as like my mood tracker. It's yeah. super helpful. Um, but it reminded me of this thing that I always wanted when I was a kid, but I never got. Mm -hmm. And it was, and I didn't realize that it had a fucking like long ass name, but it was this kind of like what kids have now. You can just buy at like a grocery store. (laughs) Kids these days don't know how good they have it. Um, It reminded me a lot of the, like nowadays when you can go to Crayola and they have those like pretend pens Mm. and you draw on them and it just like magically makes that on the paper. But back in my day, 
That was the fucking... It was called the titular Marvin's Magic Color Board. And I, whenever this... (laughs) Whenever this commercial came on Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I remember, like, begging whoever was around me to be like, please, this is the titular Marvin's Magic Drawing Board. I want it so badly. Yeah. Because it had, it ha- didn't just have the pens, but it had this, like, I remember the commercials. It had this, like, almost broom-looking thing. Yeah. And it would, like, sweep and make rainbows. And I was like, oh, my God. It, like, literally looked like magic on the commercial. It was, like, it, it moved in and, like, all the things, like, swirled together. And you're like, what? <laughs> and it, it literally, be- and that's one of the things, right? Like, before Crayola hopped on and killed mm-hmm. this company, essentially. Right. <laughs> is like, it didn't require any colors like it didn't spill it didn't require it didn't make any messes and so i was like dope um because i thought all the time when i was younger i was like i'm clumsy and it's like well yes and (laughs) um but i was like how does it do this i don't understand now i'm like i still don't understand um but i want one of these so bad and the ones that crayola have are cool but they're not the same it's not the same uh vibe at all no because it's not in a board yeah i want a i want an easel <laughs> I, I want a beautiful I do. board that makes magic for me and colors i do uh, and god, there's do you remember um blow pens oh my god talk about things from that era that look so tantalizing oh my god there i mean were probably so in many... practice now feels very messy feels not fun but the way those right. kids were doing it i was like this is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> There's so many infomercials like this. Like, I remember there was one when I was younger, too, that used to have these, like, peg-looking things Mm. that you would push in, and it was, like, a light board, and it was essentially (sighs) the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, all of these things probably were made out of, like, asbestos and lead (laughs) and, like, stuff that we're going to... It's a good thing that, like, we don't have access to them anymore. Right. We may not have survived if we had them as kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But man, they just looking at it, it reminded me so much of like, man, my iPad's cool, but it's not the same. <laughs> I um, want to feel it in my hands. I want to feel it. I magic. do. I <laughs> want an easel. Um, so that's my happy thing. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that. I'm very excited uh, for your artistic journey. And also yes. your own <laughs> like psychosis throughout it. Um, very fun. Yes, it's been great to have something to do in my hands. Because usually, like, when I'm watching TV and stuff, I'm also just, like, on Twitter. Which is not a good – it's something, but it's not good for my brain. Um, And so coloring is a great way to (laughs) have something to do. Oh, yeah, just something to keep your mind. Just a little little something. Yeah. Um, We – speaking of – current events here we have some that are i would argue not as important as what you Mm. have shared sure but (laughs) um are are related to our content here would you like to share our first one our friends of the family news yeah we got a a beautiful feature from friend of the podcast friend of the show i think spooks wants to share and he's very excited (laughs) spooks is a stan of this writer just like we are um, yes. It's our good friend, Abby Montiel. She's bow, back. Bow, bow, bow. She's killing it. Um, and she's got a piece for Decider. 
uh, hell yes vampires taking over television Abby is doing the work that we need in journalism Absolutely. right now. No longer will we have to rely on screen rant. <laughs> or no. <laughs> we can have a trusted, reliable source for this cutting edge vampire media news. And I appreciate uh, it. I love it so much. Uh, this is one, Abby, thank you. Yes. For doing thank you for the your Lord's service. Work. Always. Yes. Um, but I appreciate just this roundup of all of, all of the goods, all yeah. of our favorites. Cause there really is a lot going on. Like, I guess I didn't realize I've been consuming all these things that she's talking about, but like, I haven't really synthesized that as like, oh, we're really having a vampire moment, you know? Um, we are. But like, yeah, cause I've all been watching of you, that. You're welcome. All of you. Thank you. We did this. Lest you forget. <laughs> we did the Twilight Renaissance. It's us. <laughs> yeah. But like Midnight Mass, which we've talked about at length on the bonus Jonas, if you want to listen to that. Um, we have. But Night also Mass. I've been watching that American Horror Story thing because for some reason I got, Ryan Murphy's got me in a fucking chokehold. I hate it. <laughs> I, have, I, I do know that about you. <laughs> I hate it. I can't stop. Like, you know, I have my limits with him. And they're always broken. <laughs> they're right. always not respected. Um, but I have been watching. And it is incredibly vampire forward, you know. Right. I haven't watched... I haven't watched any of American Horror Story. Ever? ever. What? I think I saw the first episode of, like, the first season. Okay. Then you're probably... Because they will all go downhill from there. So, <laughs> you really... You got out at a good time. Because <laughs> all I remember... I think I blocked out most of that episode. Yeah. I distinctly remember a moment where a woman who was older turned mm-hmm. young and tried yes. to <laughs> seduce a man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And then I don't think I continued yeah. from That's there. fair. That's fair. I will say that, Abby, I appreciate you in this work. And I'm happy to give Decider money by having my ads off on my internet. Um, yeah. What I will say, and I know that this is not your fault, Abby, um, but I am getting ads right now on this website for Clint Eastwood's Cry Macho. And I do find that homophobic. <laughs> that is uh, a hate crime. <laughs> Um, not just for the name of that movie, but Clint Eastwood personally. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so if you could, homophobia. <laughs> if you could just like pass that along yeah. to your people, that would be great. Thank you. But yeah, this is a great roundup, and it really uh, kind of illuminates why we're still interested in vampires. You know, exactly. Just, like just cool and fun to watch, and always there's so many different ways to do it. You know, there in life and in love Ooh. and in vampires, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Thank and you. I think that the <laughs> new T-shirt um, dropping soon. <laughs> um, and, and I think that we've seen that not just with Twilight, yeah. um, but with Night Mass, um, Night Ass, Night Ass, um, and as we're gonna see here with Vampire Academy, um, which I now know that Lisa hates that yeah <laughs> that it's called vampire academy um that there's so many different takes on the lore that is vampires that like mm-hmm. it is there's always content for us to cover yeah. um and then if you fucking expand that to what we have which is cryptids and shitty relationships it's like we've we've got time forever absolutely yeah <sighs> fuck um speaking of shitty relationships ooh beautiful um, segue we Got some news shared with us today, <laughs> um, not from 
their people, unfortunately, um, but from <laughs> one of the people that follows us, um, that you, the TV show, has been renewed. Now, if you, like myself, is like, hmm, that's interesting, because when this episode comes out, you season three will have, like, just dropped. Yeah. Like, fucking, it, it's just been a couple days. Um, but you, I am correct. Yes. Um, Netflix released as of today, which is the 13th, that you has, the show has been yeah. released and renewed for season four. How? Why? <sighs> what? Why? It, why is a great question. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Primarily because we've seen at this point that they are, they've kind of diverted in uh-huh. off of Carolyn's text. Yeah, the sacred tone. Which, fine. <laughs> um, you can go off canon, that's fine, because we already know that that text needs to kind of be yeah. diverted from. Um, but also, how long, how, why, um, why is this still go? at what point can you just continue to have these two killing people? It's like, I don't even, obviously, because I haven't seen it, we haven't seen this. So we don't know what the fuck happens. But like, right. what else is there to do? <laughs> Even That's what from I'm saying. the end of the last season, I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe a little bit more to explore here in this dynamic. But like, other than that, it seems like it's getting a little uh, repetitive, you know? Especially know because the fact that like, the last time that we on the main feed talked about you season two, it seemed like the consensus that we had was like, we wanted um, young child, the one who was paid off. Why do I want to say her name is Jenny? Oh, um, I thought we were talking about Paco. And I was like, oh, man, I miss Paco. No, fuck, I miss Paco, too. Um, no, the season two's version of Paco. Right, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> um, to come back and go for Joe's throat. Right. Ooh, which is yeah. far more interesting to me. Yes. But, like, is there a long-term plan that, like, they raise this murder baby and then murder baby kills both of them? Because I'm a little interested in that. Mm, but, like... That might be more of a... <laughs> a but that's, like, a long long-term con. plan. Yeah. So, I'm... I am confused. Yeah. I don't... And I also don't want them to have a happy ending a la Fifty Shades. I don't... <laughs> that's boring to me. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um... Hopefully, there is someone on the team, not Sarah Gamble, because I have seen what she's done to Supernatural. Uh, <laughs> um, hopefully, there's someone on the team who's like, hey, so what is the plan here? Like, it's for the end. Um, but we'll see. As far as we know now, they someone at least was like, yeah, season three, so good. We got to keep going. Um, <sighs> so that's our update. As far as now... Um, the plan for us anyways is to review season three on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, the show anyways, we're at this point anyways, the plan was not to read. The, yeah. <laughs> um, but that is always up to y'all. So like, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can tell us that on Twitter or email us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had someone email us this week who said they had to scroll back to like episode five to hear what our email was. Um, and I just wanted to remind you all that Cody does a great job of putting all of our links in one concise spot. Thank you. It is. 
I, you're I, there. I appreciate the scrolling for sure, but you don't have to do that. It is in you don't, every you don't episode for at least 150 episodes. <laughs> yeah. And also on our Twitter, like our link tree has yeah, it as well. Very accurate. So, so if you want anything, it's probably there. So it is there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we did receive a Twilight backstory. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and it is titled Paying Respects. so i thought that this was very kind um this is from justine who from what i can tell seems okay with us saying their name thank you justine Um, and and thank you justine so justine says hi friends i just scrolled back to episode five to hear what your email is i have been listening since 2018 Uh, When I binged your whole back catalog while building industrial lights on an assembly line. What? I don't, I, Justine, I have I'm already hooked. I'm already hooked. (laughs) I'm literally (laughs) on my fucking time. I'm invested. This podcast is super important to me and has become one of my personality traits. (laughs) Sick. Sick. Same. Um, I was raised religious and one night when I was in fifth grade while my parents were at a Bible study... (laughs) And all of the kids of the couples were subsequently all closed in a room to watch a movie. I found a DVD copy of Twilight. I had heard about it before, but thought it must have been bad since I heard a lot of adults saying not to read it. (laughs) Our school had you get a permission slip from your parents signed before you could check them out from the library. Oh, shit. I knew my cousin had read the books and was obsessed with Alice, but from her description, they didn't seem very interesting. (laughs) But seeing this DVD on the shelf of a person in a high position of my church made me reconsider that maybe this was good content. I very sincerely (laughs) asked my mom if I could have permission to read these books. She agreed as long as we could read them together so she would know what was going on in the books and we could address any of the unhealthy behavior. Mood. Good. Good. We both became addicted. Okay, well. Uh, And (laughs) we're fighting over the books slash begging each other to read farther so that we could be caught up. I remember Googling the closing times of all the libraries near us as my mom hurried to try to finish Eclipse in time for us to go check out Breaking Dawn. That's very pure. In the beginning, we talked about how you shouldn't date anyone that asks your parents to lie for you. <laughs> because in real life, Edward probably, like, had a drug problem. <laughs> well, okay. Obviously, this didn't work. And I still ended up dating horrible people. But it's the thought that counts. I ended up going to the premieres of all the next movies, but I didn't want to seem like I was too into it. So we went as part of a group that did polling on how many people were in attendance and what commercials played before the movie. Okay. That way I wasn't, quote, going to see Twilight, (laughs) but I was there for the premiere for sure. In middle school, I ended up writing a paper on why the only good character in the books was Tyler. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Because of him trying to keep Bella safe from Edward, who obviously was not a good partner, but obviously better than Jacob. I mean, come on. Yeah. Breaking Dawn Part 1 is still my comfort movie, and I currently manage a bridal salon where the movie is referenced often as wedding inspiration. (laughs) 
Thank you for the amazing safe space. Okay. Now, here's the part that I'm very excited to get your opinion on. That was my aside. With that out of the way, I'm starting a new podcast with my best friend about the book series Uglies by Scott (gasps) Westerfield. Ooh, that's so good. (laughs) Obviously, I have no idea if this is going to be a success or not, or even if I will like doing it. (laughs) But I wanted to reach out since I thought, I think we might be using a similar format inspired by your podcast. I have, of course, want to honor you and tell my listeners how much I love your podcast and that obviously I did not come up with the premise of me being a super fan of books that my friend has not read at all. It is called Pretty Committee and Ugly's Podcast, if you ever want to give it a listen. Lastly, I love The Chemist and I think you should read it. Kindest regards, Justine. (laughs) Wow. Justine, I, you have lived an amazing life, first of all. Yes, it's so, so much. I love There's it. There's so much going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whoa. I have never read Uglies, the, like, Ugly series. Yeah. Um, but I've heard they're amazing. Like, people fucking love those books. Yeah. People really, uh, that was, like, the boom of, like, that YA dystopia thing, you know? It was. Like, proto, like, you know, was, yeah. was the blueprint. It was, it truly was the blueprint. Um, so, Justine, you'll have to give us an update on how that's going. Yeah, absolutely. Because that sounds amazing. Um, but I do have some questions, like, what what lights? What were you doing? <laughs> and also, now you work in a, a, a salon, a bridal salon? Like, hello? So, I, uh, I'm so invested in your life story. <laughs> yeah, you have lived an amazing life. Um, so, first of like, wow. Amazing. Absolutely. Wow. Um, I am so excited to talk about this movie with you. Yes. 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 Cinema. Um, Classic. I, when you kept referencing this movie, A Vampire Academy. Yes. You kept talking about this cast. Mm -hmm. And you, I had no idea. Yeah. What I was getting myself <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and this is my bad, because you did say all along, like, Zoe Dutch is in this. Yes. Anya Taylor-Joy's in this. Yeah. Claire Foy's in this. Yeah. My problem mm. is you, when you said Zoe Dutch, my head, there was no thought, no image, Sh- no nothing. Empty. Yeah, sure. Head empty. Yeah. What I did not realize is... That, that of course, is Ryan Murphy's titular Infinity Jackson from The Politician. Oh, I had no idea she's The Politician. I, Which is where yeah. I primarily know her from. Sure. Is yeah. the fucking season two of The Politician mm. where she pretends to be, I mean, fucking spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she pretends to be a, a girl with cancer who's, like, dying. Oh, my God. It's a... She's like, um, it's this like not so subtle uh, reference to, oh God, I'm forgetting her name. Um, the girl who was, oh God, this is going to piss me off. Uh-oh. Um, Let's get that typing sound. <laughs> it's just, it's going to fucking clacking. piss me off. Oh, Gypsy Rose. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. She's, gotcha. it's a very like not subtle at all, like yeah. inspired by Gypsy Rose. Um. And so, as like as soon as I saw her, I was like, "Oh my god, that's duh." Okay, 
Got it. Um, so you had seen this movie before. Yes, yes, I had How it. many times? Only once. Only once before this. Did you see it in the theater? Uh, I don't think so. I think I saw it, because I think it got dumped on Netflix pretty... Pretty quickly. <laughs> pretty quickly, because this movie did not do super hot. Um, okay. But I think I saw it on, like, a streaming service, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, got it. I don't think I went out to see it. I don't think. Okay. Uh, when you first saw this movie, what, and you had read the books at yes, that time. right. What was your initial thoughts? I, I'm trying to, I was trying to, like, figure out what I was thinking of it while I was watching it this time back then. But, like, I really have no, like, I remember reading the books and being super into them. But I feel like the the movie, I think that was a few years distance from when I was reading them. So I was kind of, like, watching me, like, hey, I knew that thing and watched it. So I think I came <laughs> from, like, a different perspective you know right. so i'm not sure if i like didn't like it or i was fine with it or like i liked i have no i have no idea i don't think i was hot on it i don't think i was really like this is the best movie ever made but i was like this is this was made and this was a movie that I had fun but this time i had so much fun watching this i had so much fun too it was truly a blast like i had forgotten how fucking funny this is and especially like the source material is like obviously very funny in, in aspects that we talked about but like it really hones into that more and sort of the drama things which i think is a, a smart move for this kind of thing absolutely um, and zoe ditch is just so fucking funny she's so good it was a great choice i wasn't mm-hmm. sure when i had first seen the poster i was like i don't know man i don't know that that's the greatest choice yeah because like the marketing of it like makes it feel very gossip girl it makes it feel like a very specific type of like cw like it does you know campy kind of thing or whatever um and i remember too like when the movie came out they like did recovers of the first book with like the movie tie-in stuff like of that <gasps> poster um, no and it's like a totally different vibe than like the regular <sighs> covers and the actual books and stuff and people were like what is this you know it's so rough because, like, when I looked at it originally, it, especially when it has on there, like, from the producer of Mean Girls I, or something right. like that, it's like, that's not the vibe of yeah. the book at all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but when I remember watched in, like, the Tumblr days, um, sorry to talk about such a dark, traumatic time, but do, <laughs> do you remember that, like, really big video that someone made that was like, I re-edited Harry Potter to make it look like a cheesy high school rom-com kind of thing? Yes. That's yes. what the marketing of this felt like to me. A hundred percent. still kind of feels like, you know, that's the vibe. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I had a blast watching this. Yeah. Is it good? No. You know, no. most movies be good. <laughs> Can't they have homoerotic subtext and text <laughs> and also a great score and fun fight scenes? Okay, listen. The yeah. soundtrack of this is truly unbelievable. Okay, but also, can I just say, did I not call that bad girls fucking reference like fucking weeks ago when we were reading this? You and that did. was like the first, maybe I like repressed that and that was somewhere in the filing <laughs> cabinet of my brain that I just like took out back then. But I, I will say it is, I will take it as a profit, <laughs> prophecy on my end. <laughs> I cannot, this soundtrack is the most 2014 thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. <laughs> and also the audacity for them to start off with... Mm-hmm. The titular, live fast, die young, yeah. bad girls do it well. Oh, yeah. And then to not put the song on the soundtrack. 
Yeah, that's fucked Hello? up. Hello? That's fucked up. Maybe Emma was like, I do not endorse this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emma was like, please, no, 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 no absolutely not. Uh, <clears throat> I, first of all, the fact that it starts with that, I thought it was a joke and I was like, that's great. I'm going to add that to my notes. And then that that was canon, mm. that, <laughs> that Rose was like, Yes, I love this song. Right, it Turn became a up. diegetic song. It was yeah. not non-diegetic, it was diegetic. It was in the context of the movie. It was so good. Um, it was great. It was great. Um, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so good. I fully was not... It's weird when I look back at my notes for this movie because, yeah. one, this is very long. It's a long movie. Yeah. And they do, in a weird way, like, follow the full book. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think from, like, cover to cover. Mm-hmm. And yet, there are things that are naturally skipped over. Because yeah. they're not interesting for the text. But then there are also things that I feel like are spent way more time on. Like, mm-hmm. the pacing to me at times felt very weird. Yeah, I... I for sure agree with that i feel like there was definitely some things that were like made sense to like skip over and stuff but or also sometimes the order was different like the, the order with, was like, the, different like uh the shopping mall situation and the prom and like those kind of things were kind of like jumbled in a little bit or like different i think too because like they they made the focus on lissa's situation for the most part right they and, did like, that's and because of that, like we kind of got like a little less of Rose in this. Like she's definitely the main character; she's here, but like any of the dramas and stuff with her that we saw in the book don't really appear here. It's mostly like they don't all of the things that Lissa is going through, like with all the omens and stuff like that, and the ramifications of those, and Rose protecting her, right? And meanwhile, Rose's story is mostly just like Dimitri and Lissa and those relationships, yeah. <laughs> rather than like being like having this weird like rumors about her like any of those kind of things that like kind of colored her character a little more are like not really here which is a weird choice right because rose is still the one who does the voiceover yes and most importantly at the beginning does the powerpoint transition and explanation of all the vocabulary it is so well done. In like the first 30 <laughs> seconds, you get like everything that you need to know, which took us what? Four exactly. chapters to fucking figure out? Like, it all took the us terms. like literally 50 pages. And within yeah. maybe two minutes of the movie, you know everything you need to know. She literally does so like a off. little TED talk, and all the fucking terms are floating on the screen and like, like a white <laughs> font just like dissipating on the screen. It's so funny. But like, it is very concise. And I think it like is. that really helps set the scene a lot more effectively and like what the world is and what you're about to dive into and just get to the meat of the things in some ways rather than like how it was in the book where it's just kind of like sprinkled throughout with all these other personal things and it's like what where i don't what i need a glossary (laughs) i don't know what's going on yes i agree it's also wild first of all i just want to give an i i think that the actress who played lissa was fine yeah um she wasn't my favorite but that's fine Um, also british so that was also british (laughs) the accent was a choice yeah um i do think there was a part and it was so small um 
at the beginning, but I think that this just goes to like them adding in the humor. There was a part when they were still back in Portland when uh, Lissa had that Jimmy Carter poster yeah. on her wall that was so fucking funny. And really I think funny. that that, um, there's a lot more humor in this that mm-hmm. you just don't really get in the book because it's just, the book is so goddamn heavy. Yeah, it's very um, dark. <laughs> it's so dark and like, so heavy, and there were so many more points of levity in this that I really uh-huh. appreciated. Yeah, and, and you I know like, that see them interact with each other in a, a more fun way. You do, you know, than we see in the book. Like it's usually high stakes, and everything's everyone could die at any moment. It's very scary, blah blah blah, which is valid, <laughs> right? But like in this, at least when they're away, like they have like a little time to like not always feel like they're being watched and stuff, and just like having fun little banter right. with each other. That's really cute. And I hope that with the Peacock show that we get, they still keep the intensity. Mm-hmm. But I want some of that humor, too. Yeah. Because That's not the an impossible it, mix, you know. To it's do. not. Yeah. It absolutely isn't. Because of the fact that I argue, I think, actually, that you need it. Especially yeah. because of the fact that it shows so much of the dramatic change that Lissa ends up going through. And I think mm-hmm. that one of the things that really I didn't like about this movie is that you don't get as drastic of a change when Lissa falls later in the movie. Right. There's not like and, a, a, that arc in that it is the same way in the books, you know, or right. Book. And I don't know that you necessarily need to be as graphic. And I think that the movie did a really good job of, of kind of balancing that of like, mm-hmm. I don't know that you need to show the animal cruelty. And I don't know that you need to necessarily show the self-harm. And I think Uh that what they did show of that was a kind of walking that line. Right, Um, for sure. Especially when it comes to the self-harm. I think that the way that they did that, uh, and again, I'm not an expert on that, but I felt like personally watching that was far less like triggering than what it could have been. Yeah, totally. Um, But I think that, in regards to a lot of the stuff that we saw of her came off more like my spooks really wants to join in on this. He has a lot of thoughts. Um, a lot of what it came across as was her being like a quote jealous teenager and not mm. what it was in the book, which was this like, you know, Lissa as a dark side. Right. Which was a bummer. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, that's not the same. Those are not the same ways of and processing I these things. Like, there are reasons for these things. And I don't know if it was, like, the acting. I don't know if it was the mm-hmm. script. I don't know what it was. But it was, like, it, it's made the second half of this suffer because yeah. you don't see that change happen as much. Yeah. The second half of this movie feels weird compared to the first it does. half like first half feels very like it's setting things up and you're kind of like going with the flow and things are great it's very fun and light and then like we get the whole thing i think a biggest difference too of this in the book is like that when lissa kind of understands the spirit or whatever she fucking tells everyone like it's not like this oh like, my god yeah dark secret kind of thing which it is in the book um especially unless like with a few close trusted people or whatever but like she's like what up queen and everyone here (laughs) i am i have the spirit power and everyone's like what and it's like i think 
this probably should be kept to yourself. This is probably for, because it also seems like on one hand, I'm like, oh, maybe it's like, maybe they thought they weren't going to do more movies than this. And they just want to get it one and done situation. Right. But like, it doesn't seem like that the way they end this movie, right? Like, it seems like they're, no, they're banking for something else because it looks like there are people looking out for like attacking them and attacking the school or something like that. You know, like there yeah. seems to be something building up and it's like, so why would you even, why like rush into this like very like, long arc that like feels very personal and has a lot of nuance and emotion to it and just be like what up <laughs> like we figured it out i'm not a freak uh suck it guys <laughs> that's okay i'm so glad that you brought this up because mm-hmm. the lack of secrecy mm-hmm. in the movie really like threw me for a loop and it started off right at the beginning yeah One of the things that they did in the movie that ultimately I think was for the best, because if you watch this and you hadn't read the book, I think it ultimately helps you. But the way that they portray Victor in this movie is like he's a fucking like a school board member or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So when they come back and Lissa and Rose are like, so uh, Dimitri brought us back. Fuck this guy. I mean, he's hot, but like, fuck this guy. Um. And, yeah, so, like, what are you going to do about it? And Kirova, which is how they say it. I thought it was Kirova, but Kirova. Sure. Um, who's, like, 27, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. I thought this woman was, like, 60. No. This woman's, like, young as fuck. Yeah. Um, the, it's her and a couple of the other people. And then Victor's also there for whatever reason. Sure. Um, and... They ex- they do the, like, regular scene there of, like, explaining stuff. But then Dimitri also mentions in that conversation that they have the bond. Right. Just so it's not a beans. secret. Yeah. <laughs> just says it out loud. It's not just this, like, thing that people think is there but don't say out loud. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, someone has mentioned but no one believes is real. Everyone just like. Which is like a huge point of contention in the book and why the struggle was so hard for her, you know. Yeah. And that she has to do so much research for. And then Mm -hmm. in that moment, Lissa compulses Kurova. And it's just like a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she also doesn't feel like emotionally taxed by any of this compulsion stuff, too. So it's like there are stakes clearly here. Right. Right. Intended. Um, But like they all feel like, yeah, she's just like got a different kind of power and that's cool. It's like what? There's like a whole emotional journey. Yes. That's here. That's not here. You know. And they don't even they don't even mention it as like at all. Right. It's so weird, especially too. And I know that this is part of the book is that there's this weird, like, old school tradition versus, like, new technology. And they mention that a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I can tell that this was very 2014 and, like, off the heels of Divergent. Because when they shoot just a little bit, they don't show any of the school scenes, like, really. Yeah. Um, But when they do, all of the classes are in fucking college lecture halls. Yeah. <laughs> and that throws me for such a loop because when we saw in the book, the way that I imagined it was very, I hate to bring this up again, but I imagined it like in the Harry Potter classes mm-hmm. where it like was an so academy much easier. setting. Right? Exactly. Like where it was so much easier kind of to like yeah. gossip. Right. Whereas if you're in a college fucking right. lecture hall, it's so much easier for a teacher to be like, 
hey, don't set fire to someone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, super weird stuff. Yeah. Hate that. Don't like it. (laughs) um, I want to talk about... First of all, the fight scenes are fucking fun as shit. The choreographing oh my God. is so yes. fun. When fucking the- Rose sets a fucking motorcycle bomb at this, like, first thing she does, really, in the movie. After being like, hey, we're in Portland, so or we're in cool. Oregon, we're chilling, whatever, whatever. Um, and then sees two people, like, looking out for them and, like, sc- scouting them out. Just, like, goes to a motorcycle, fucking, like, fills it with gasoline, sets it running, and lets it explode in front of them. It's like, help. That's why it frustrates me so much. Why in the, even in the movie too, they invalidate her survival skills to take care of Lissa. And it's like, hello, the first thing that she does is like, yeah, okay, maybe she can't run a mile. (laughs) Right. But she knows how to divert and keep them safe. So fuck off. Yeah, seriously, fuck off that shit. Also, something I found really funny is when we don't get a lot of like the class kind of stuff, like you said, but like no. there's one shot where they're doing like training outside. It's, and it's so it, cool. It's so cool and it's so intense. They got these big like industrial like giant monkey bars that people are like climbing from and doing <laughs> shit, punching each other and fighting each other. And there's this one dude, I don't remember who it was, but he's in like this fucking like hamster wheel circle guy. Like the, <laughs> the kind of things like they put, make like astronauts do to like make sure their gravity yeah. is right or whatever. And he's just like fucking flipping around in the circle and it's so funny. It's like so pull funny. back and this guy's just losing his shit in this like circle. It's so good. I'm so glad that you mentioned this because this is that's like the main scene where Mason pops up and he's not in this movie a lot. No, he's very not, tertiary to this. He's I want to say he's in like maybe three scenes. Yeah. In, like not like in the book, thankfully. Um, and it's the guy I want to say he's from like Skins or something. Like he's in something. Ooh, he does look like I, he has a Skins vibe. <laughs> he's in something that I recognized him from. Nothing that I had fucking watched no not skins shameless um i knew it was something oh and ned's declassified (laughs) yeah hell yeah (laughs) that guy two points of reference um weird casting i'll say for mason and while i'm on the weird casting (gasps) please i love this (laughs) mia weird casting yes I don't hate not the at all fucking, what I pictured. Yeah, not at all what I pictured. Don't hate the Peter Pan haircut, right. but she looked scrappy as fuck. Yeah, like she looked like she could pick looked, a fight with anyone. Yeah, she looked like she could take Rose for a fight, and that's absolutely not what Rochelle Mm-mm. like wrote yeah. on there. Um, also, weird casting was <laughs> casting Sarah Highland as Natalie. Okay. I, I'm obsessed with this because I didn't realize this until, uh, like, looking this cast up and everything, but Sarah Hyland was dating Dominic Sherwood, I think, around this time. Oh, my God. Really? Which is very funny. There's, uh, I don't know if it's the same time, but they were dating at some point. And the okay. ultimate flex to break up with him and go on to the best man that the Bachelor franchise has ever produced, Wells Adams, is truly the most... Mm, pleasing to me in my heart i think wells is a ghost yes (laughs) i don't think wells is alive (laughs) yeah he is he just lives at uh the paradise island and just is sentenced there for for the less yeah i think ghostly life (laughs) i think the island that bachelor in paradise is shot on is purgatory 
Like, I think Wells is not I think that's to totally that. fair. Yeah, yeah. He'd just be serving <laughs> drinks and doing every other odd job on that island until he's he's done. His sentence is right. done by the Patrick producers. Until he's allowed to pass on to the but next yeah, realm. Sarah Highland, or Sarah Highland as Natalie is very strange. Um, For several reasons. Yes. One, um, she, the titular reason, right, is yeah. she's busty as fuck. Yes. And that cha- that compromises the dress that starts religions yes <laughs> right because no one's allowed to have boobs like that except for no one's <laughs> rose. no one's allowed to have boobs except for rose yeah that's and the law the main scene that we see natalie in at the end when she converts to <laughs> strigoyism to scientology is, <laughs> is she's got boobs and that makes things difficult um now, I don't hate Sarah Hyland as Natalie in general. No. In this, because she does a great job acting, giving off very, like, pick-me energy, which is Natalie. Yes. Yes. So I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, why they thought, like, oh, yes, Natalie needs glasses. Right. Great. She's ultimately a nerd now. Um, but it's just a very weird casting, um, especially when, like, they did a lot of weird adjustments with the um, order of things, like we had mentioned, so that mm-hmm. Natalie was always around. And again, I think this helps for folks who hadn't read the book. Like Natalie There's was a lot always more around. Of her. Yeah, when the when the shit always happens to Lissa, so they were like, "Hmm, interesting. I wonder why Natalie's around." Right. Um, and the shopping thing was pushed later so that <laughs> there's like a part with that computer thing where oh rose ends up telling natalie like oh by the way i love fucking dimitri i mean whoops why did i tell you that like stuff that it's just yeah. like giving it Planting makes it seeds yeah yeah it makes it so clear for the people watching this movie that like natalie is going to Turn tell to victor side. all of yeah. this <laughs> yeah um, which is fine for an audience member, but it's just, like, weird shit that if you know the book, it's like, okay, <laughs> like, we got it. Yeah. Um, very, very odd, very odd stuff. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, as far as changes that they made, um, I find it very weird that no one would notice the bond between Lissa and Rose, and maybe this is why everyone knew, is because Rose's eyes glow. Yeah. <laughs> It's much more uh, <laughs> deliberate in this one. You see it yeah. in her eyes. You do You do see it in her eyes. That was a change that I don't hate, but I think ultimately, like, will... Kind of blows make the cover it, a little bit. It does. <laughs> it very much blows the cover. Um, I didn't hate the fact that Lissa had a therapy cat in this. I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think that that's kind of cute between them. I will say the casting for Dimitri was weird. I agree. Like, He's I not hot. Yeah. Thank you. I <laughs> thank you for being bold and brave enough to say that. Um, yeah, I, like I get. He's definitely got the vibe of what they're looking for. Like, yeah, he's shit, scary. Long hair, scary looking, leather dusters, whatever you know that kind of thing. But yeah. like, it's just it's not as believable in the sense that like Rose would be so like smitten. In this sort of right. way, as like a young person, a young impressionable person, um, yeah, with this guy who also looks much older than like twenty four too in this, a hundred percent. So like, it's just like ah, 
like close you're on the somewhat of a right track but you, i don't think this was it this was not the move <laughs> especially when it's like there's there's dimitri who's supposed to be this like hot god right um that rose immediately falls for and then there's christian who lissa like <laughs> is like yeah i'll talk to you or whatever um, but I know that you don't have friends or whatever. Yeah, you're kind of a loser, you're, so. You're a loser. When Christian is objectively the hottest guy there. Yeah, for real. The fact that this man wouldn't have friends. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you're a tortured soul, but you're also objectively the cutest guy around. Especially him sure. compared to Aaron, too. It's like. You, Literally. You, you leveled up with this guy, you know, just aesthetically. like Aaron who? Okay. Anyways. Literally. Um. Yeah. <laughs> So, interesting choice for casting on that, I will say. Um, Odd stuff that they have going on there. Um, So, the fact that they moved the shopping so that Lissa and Rose are, like, BFFs during that time, um, I don't necessarily hate, but Mm -hmm. I found that, uh, like, odd. Right. (laughs) It does not really fit Um, the... It, does, it, didn't, yeah. it didn't fit necessarily. Um, now, did we get a great moment where Rose almost kills a fucking person in the mall because they're trying to advertise massages? Yes. So very good, you know, it, very fun. It's not the it's not the worst thing. It's not an um, all around, you know. <laughs> no, no, um, it's not the worst. I think it, we would be remiss if we did not talk about Professor Carp, aka. Claire oh my Foy. gosh! Yeah, what? happened (laughs) this is there's a lot happening with her character here right uh uh claire her eyes seem bigger than ever i think they are bulging out of her face in like (laughs) the best way i love it um they uh, she didn't have to go so hard in this but she did which i appreciate which is weird because Um, they wrote miss carp very minutely you know compared they did to that you know like she's always kind of just brought up in like flashbacks or little asides and stuff and being like hey you might need this later on or like you might need to think about this in a minute like that kind of thing um but claire Foy really I, puts her whole her whole pussy into this <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not afraid to say it i'm not afraid. i'm so glad that you felt brave enough to say it thank you thank you it's yeah i'll do what, anything for Miss really <laughs> fuck what really pissed me off about this, though, is that, like, so Rose goes fucking Ocean's Eleven. Yes. And yeah. steals, all, she steals all the information that Kirova has on Claire, nope, on fucking Carp. Yeah. And it's very, it's very tight. It's just this big ass three inch binder that says carp on it. Really, yeah. really locked up there. It's like everything you need to know. <laughs> right. right here. Um, what really pissed me off though, is that like in this movie, very similarly to in the book, um, all of the agency is taken away from these girls. Yeah. But instead of it being from Lissa, the agency in this movie is taken away from Rose. Like Rose does so much investigating in the book. And it's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, she's discovering so much just about herself. But, like, in this movie in particular, everyone is just telling her stuff. Right. And it annoyed me because, especially when it comes to Carp, Dimitri's just like, oh, yeah, let me just tell you all this information right. about her. Here's everything you need to know. 
Yeah. What? And like, I, she's very smart. She capable. is really smart. And that's proven. And it's like, what happened yeah. from here to here? Um, it's very confusing. All of the information about Carp is still true, except right. for that it's essentially the middle of the movie, and then they just say spirit. Like, Kristen just says it. Right. <laughs> and it's awkward. Um, but, I mean, personally, I wish that that had happened in the book. Yeah. It would have made things a lot easier. A little clearer, to for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that was a personal revision for Michelle. Um, so uh, that's fine. Yeah. I also didn't hate the fact that they'd made that change from the sex scene where Dimitri, like, burns <laughs> Rose's right. dress. Yeah. Like, takes it off and throws it. He's like, I want to burn it. Like, kind of as, like, a <laughs> sexy joke. I thought foolishly. And then proceeds to take it off of her and throw it into the fire. Yeah. So we Hello. don't have to see her, like, save Lissa and fight for her in that dress. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah. So. Um, but I did find it weird because my understanding when we finished the book was that, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't going, like, the ultimate bad guy, at least for the next book, wasn't going to be Carp. Like, right. I thought that Carp was going to be not necessarily on Rose and Lissa's side, but, like, all of the messages that she was giving was warning Lissa right. and Rose. Of their and the way that, and stuff, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, the raven at the end wasn't a good omen. <laughs> um, but I, that was not the interpretation that the movie gave at all. Right. Yeah. At the end. It, the end of that was very much like, well, uh, fuck y'all. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, it was very, like, the, it seemed like that was a crowd of Strigoi ready right. to just go after the school. Go ape shit. Yeah. Um, and they didn't seem that worried about, I mean, obviously, like, Natalie was still dead. And they had Victor in custody, but that didn't seem to be the main... Like, if they'd had another movie, that didn't seem to be their main... Yeah, for sure. Big bad mm-hmm. there. Um, which is odd. It's an odd choice. Yeah, not the one I would have concluded to. <laughs> no, and so I'm curious, and I I don't know how much the Peacock show is going to go off of the canon, but it makes me curious of, like, what what they do mm-hmm. like with that yeah yeah um but also i'm just personally curious when we get next week into frostbite like Ooh. what what's gonna happen what's gonna happen what's gonna go on she's about to get yeah. real maybe probably because <laughs> probably yeah, yeah because like it's not like it, the book ended <clears throat> in a necessarily good place like Natalie's no. dead. Victor's in custody. Yeah. Um, but, like, Lissa, for the moment, is happy with Christian. Mm-hmm. And Rose, for the moment, is, like, happy, but not with Dimitri, necessarily. Right, yeah. So it's like, what? What do we got? What, what's going on? Yeah. So <laughs> I guess we'll find out um, when we start Frostbite Hell next yeah. week. Hell Chapters one and yeah. two, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a mess of a movie. But a very um, fun one. It was so. fun. It was, I will say. Um, so, it. I mean, it tanked. Yeah, so, so you know. <laughs> um, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that from the book's standpoint, 
I wish that they had had the fucking Olive Garden feeders like they did in the movie. Oh, God. That was so good. <laughs> I so good. died. That was so genius. And I wish that they had, that is something Rochelle had had in the, in the book. Yeah. Little, just because little, little bits of joy and fun, you know? A hundred percent. Because that's so organized. Everybody wants one of those things when you go to, you know, in the before times anyways, when right. you go to, you know, the Cheesecake Factory and you get a little old school pager. Yeah. Classic. Why wouldn't you have one of those in 2005, you know? Yeah. Come on. Anyways, um, we have so many of our... Olive Garden beepers to thank yes. our patrons here. <laughs> Olive Garden beepers. <laughs> what are those called? Are they buzzers? What are they? They might be buzzers. I think they're buzzers. Maybe they can't call them pagers legally, you know? Yeah, they get sued by Big Pager. <laughs> by Big Pager. Um, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Oh. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Ooh. Uh. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Thank you to our unofficial intern, Taylor uh. Brown. Uh, Town uh, Lautner. Uh, Officially. Yes. A legal name. Legal. Thank you. Legal. To Danae Swan. Ooh. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Ooh. Ooh. Again, legal name. Thank you. These are all legally binding. All all legally binding. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. Ooh. Uh. Thank you to Rachel Seeker. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Thank you. Whoa, hello. Oh, hello. Thank you to Ashley Dragomir. Ooh. Thank you to Alexandra Ozera. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Shout out Aaron Weber. Ooh. Thank you to new friend of the family. Your buzzer's ringing. Clara <laughs> Belikov. Ooh. Ooh. Follow me to your table. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> we'll suit you <laughs> soon. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Thank you to, ooh, my mom, your mom, everyone's mom, Kelly Beck. Ooh. Ah, Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Shout out India Peach. Ooh. Yes. Thank you to Laura Forty. And last but not least, thank you to Abby Penn. Mm, 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 just mm. a soft bassoon. It's just a fun little bassoon. Just a soft little bassoon. I have a fan fiction here that thank was sent God. in. Thank, thank you. Um, by our unofficial intern, legal name, obviously, yes. Taylor Brown Town Lawner. Hell yeah. 
Um, it this of course um, was from the Danny Phantom plus Twilight crossover section. Of, yeah, naturally. Obvi- naturally, um, and this was <laughs> written by uh, Danny Phantom Lover too. Okay, because. Danny Phantom Lover, obviously, was taken. Was taken. And um, Danny Phantom Lover 1 was taken. Was taken, right, of course. Um, the the summary of this is as follows. Another start to a boring year in Casper High. Or is it? Sam has convinced Danny and Tucker to take an acting class with her. They figure out that the play this year is Twilight. Don, don, don. Will Tucker get a big head when he's assigned the part of Jacob? Will sparks fly between Edward slash Danny and Bella slash Sam? I am going to read part of chapter one. And I will say, I uh, didn't know there were other characters to Danny Phantom <laughs> other than Danny Phantom. Because I didn't watch the show. Just a one-man show. One so show. <laughs> it was just a fucking one-person uh, show here. All right. So bear with me here. It's another Thursday, and the start of the school year in Casper High for Danny, Sam, and Tucker. (laughs) Another year, but with the same school bullies, mean teachers, and another year of a boring friendship between Danny and Sam. The bell rang for seventh period, and the three friends walked into the room numbered 304, acting and film props. First days are always the hardest. The classroom was a boring color (laughs) of white and had the same old wooden desks that the class before them used. There was gum stuck under the chairs and the wood was stained with doodles done in Sharpie. I can't believe I will be in this stupid acting class for the rest of the year. How did you talk to me into this? Sam, Danny said. First off, you agreed. I didn't talk you into it. Secondly, you practically do whatever you want anyways. Come on, Danny. It's not like we are going to act out those romantic chick flicks or anything, said Sam with a noticeably excited look on her face. Just then, the teacher walked in and wrote her name on the chalkboard. Hello, class. I have some big, big news, said the teacher, turning away from the chalkboard. This very class will be putting on a play from one of the most popular movie series of our time, shouted the teacher in excitement. Hi to you, too, mumbled Tucker as he started taking out his phone. Nobody noticed that Sam was sitting on the very edge of her seat, leaning towards the teacher in anticipation. Class, we will be participating in the play of Twilight, screamed the teacher as she put on her happy dance. And scene. Wow. Love a happy dance. This uh, fan fiction goes on for nearly 33,000 words. Okay, so... (laughs) So, um, if you would like to, for what it seems like, um, read most of Twilight from... The, from the, the version of, of, of Danny Phantom, um, yeah. you are able to continue that there. From, again, Danny Phantom Lover 2. Hell yeah. Wow. Um, so it's, you know, truly a shock from all of us. Because, again, I thought that Danny Phantom played all of the characters. There. <laughs> so, Naturally. truly, it's been, a, it's been a learning curve for all of us there. And that's okay. <laughs> Wow. 
We learned a lot today. We've learned about art and cinema. We've learned about art. We've learned about MIA. We've learned about folks just living their truth in Bar- Barcelona. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sorry to all of you who have studied abroad and are more cultured than us. Um, and you have a week now to support your local library and get a copy of Frostbite and be ready for us next week when we talk yeah. about chapters one and two. You also have a week to recruit recruit friends to get on to the show. That way they're ready when we start yeah. this next fucking this next book. So get your friends and be good. Yeah. With the Lord. Or with whatever. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> with the Vampire Academy that Lissa doesn't like it to be called. Yes. It's Saint Vladimir's. So <laughs> Um, anyways, as we like to say in the Pacific Northwest, get bit and get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.